Section 24, Part 2 of The Wallet of K. Lung by Ernest Brahma. This is a LibriVox recording. Reading done by Jules Harlock. At the end of two years, this somewhat disillusionized but still undaunted person chanced to hear of a benevolent and unassuming body of men who made a habit of issuing works in which they discerned merit but which, nevertheless, others were unanimous in describing as of no good. Here this person was received with gracious effusion, and being in a position to impress those with whom he was dealing with his undoubted knowledge of the subject, he finally succeeded in making a very advantageous arrangement by which he was to pay one-half of the number of tales expended in producing the work, and to receive in return all the profits which should result from the undertaking. Those who were concerned in the matter were so engagingly impressed with the incomparable literary merit displayed in the production that they counseled a great number of copies being made ready in order, as they said, that this person should not lose by there being any delay when once the accomplishment became the one topic of conversation in tea-houses and yamens. From this cause it came about that the matter of tales to be expended was much greater than had been anticipated at the beginning, so that when the day arrived on which the volumes were to be sent forth, this person found that almost his last piece of money had disappeared. Alas! how small a share has a person in the work of controlling his own destiny. Had only the necessary penurious and now almost degraded Kai Lung been born a brief span before the great writer Lo Quan Chang, his name would have been received with every mark of esteem from one end of the empire to the other, while tiales and honorable decorations would have been showered upon him for the truth which could no longer be concealed revealed the fact that this inopportune individual possessed a mind framed in such a manner that his thoughts had already been the thoughts of the inspired lo kwan who as this person would not be so presumptuous as to inform this ornamental and well-informed gathering was the most ingenuous and versatile-minded composer of written words that this empire, and therefore the entire world, has seen as, indeed, his honorable title of the many-hued Mandarin duck of the Yangtze plainly indicates. Although this self-opinionated person had frequently been greatly surprised himself during the writing of his long work by the brilliance and many-sidedness of the thoughts and metaphors which aroused in his mind without conscious effort, it was not until the appearance of the printed leaves which made a custom of warning persons against being persuaded into buying certain books that he definitely understood how all these things had been fully expressed many destinies ago by the all-knowing Lo Quan Chang, and formed, indeed, the great national standard of unapproachable excellence. Unfortunately, 
this person had been so deeply engrossed all his life in literary pursuits that he had never found an opportunity to glance at the works in question or he would have escaped the embarrassing position in which he now found himself it was with a hopeless sense of illness of ease that this unhappy one reached the day on which the printed leaves already alluded to would have known their deliberate opinion of his writing the extremity of his hope being that some would at least credit him with honourable motives and perhaps a knowledge that if the inspired lo kwan chan had never been born the entire matter might have been brought to a very different conclusion alas only one among the many printed leaves which made reference to the venture contained any words of friendship or encouragement this benevolent exception was sent forth from a city in the extreme northern province of the empire and contained many inspiring though delicately guarded messages of hope for the one to whom they gracefully alluded as this undoubtedly youthful but nevertheless distinctly promising writer of books while admitting that altogether they found the production undeniably tedious they claimed to have discovered indications of an obvious talent and therefore they unhesitatingly counseled the person in question to take courage at the prospect of a moderate competency which was certainly within his grasp if he restrained his somewhat over-ambitious impulses and closely observed the simple subjects and manner of expression of their own chang chow whose lines to a wayside chrysanthemum mongolians who have and several other composed pieces they then sent forth although it became plain that the writer of this amiably devised notice was like this incapable person entirely unacquainted with the masterpieces of lo kwan chang yet the indisputable fact remained that entirely on its merit the work had been greeted with undoubted enthusiasm so that after purchasing many examples of the refined printed leaf containing it this person sat far into the night continually reading over the one unprejudiced and discriminating expression all the other printed leaves displayed a complete absence of good taste in dealing with the matter one boldly asserted that the entire circumstance was the outcome of a foolish jest or wager on the part of a person who possessed a million tiles another predicted that it was a cunning and elaborately thought-out method of obtaining the attention of people on the part of certain persons who claimed to vend a reliable and fragrantly scented cleansing substance the valley of hoang rose-leaves and sweetness hoped in a spirit of no sincerity that the ingenuous kay lung would not rest on his tea-leaves but would soon send forth an equally entertaining amended example of the sayings of confucius and other sacred works while the pure essence of the seven days happenings merely printed side by side portions from the two books under the large inscription is there really any need for us to express ourselves more clearly 
the disappointment both as regards to public esteem and tiles for after the manner in which the work had been received by those who advice on such production not a single example was purchased threw this ill-destined individual into a condition of most unendurable depression from which he was only aroused by a remarkable example of the unfailing wisdom of the proverb which says before hastening to secure a possible reward of five tails by dragging in an unobserved person away from the falling building examine well his features lest you find when too late that it is one to whom you are indebted for double that amount disappointed in the hope of securing large gains from the sale of his great work this person now turned his attention again to his former means of living only to find however that the discredit in which he had become involved even attached itself to his concise sentence for in place of the remunerative and honourable manner in which it was formerly received it was now regarded on all hands with open suspicion instead of meekly kowtowing to an evidently prearranged doom the last misfortune aroused this usually resigned story-teller to an ungovernable frenzy regarding the accomplished but at the same time exceedingly overproductive lo kwan chang at the beginning of all his evils he took a solemn oath as a mark of disapproval that he had not been content to inscribe on paper only half of his brilliant thoughts leaving the other half for the benefit of this hard striving and equally well endowed individual in which case there would have been a sufficiency of tiles and of fame for both for a very considerable space of time this person could conceive no method by which he might attain his object at length however as a result of very keen and subtle intellectual searching and many well-selected sacrifices it was conveyed by means of a dream that one very ingenuous yet simple way was possible the renowned and universally admired writings of the distinguished lo kwan for the most part take their action within a few dynasties of their creator's own time all that remained for this inventive person to accomplish therefore was to trace out the entire matter making the words and speeches to proceed from the mouths of those who existed in still earlier periods by this crafty method it would at once appear as though the not too original lo kwan had been indebted to one who came before him for all his most subtle thoughts and in consequence his tomb would become dishonored and his memory execrated without any delay this person cheerfully set himself to the somewhat laborious task before him lo kwan's well-known exclamation of the emperor tsing on the battlefield of shai ho a sedan chair a sedan chair this person will unhesitatingly exchange his entire and well-regulated empire for such an article 
was attributed to an emperor who lived several thousand years before the treacherous and unpopular Tsing. The new matter of a no less frequently quoted portion ran, O oh, nobly intentioned but nevertheless exceedingly morose Tung Shin, the object before you is your distinguished and evilly disposed of father's honorably inspired demon. The change of a name effecting whatever alteration was necessary. While the delicately imagined speech beginning, the person who becomes amused at matters resulting from double-edged knives has assuredly never felt the effect of a well-directed blow himself was taken from the mouths of one person and placed in that of one of his remote ancestors in such a manner without in, in any great degree altering the matter of lo kwan's works all the scenes and persons introduced were transferred to much earlier dynasties than those affected by the incomparable writer himself the final effect being to give an air of extreme unoriginality to his really undoubtedly genuine conceptions satisfied with his accomplishment and followed by a hired person of low class bearing the writings which by nature of the research necessary in fixing the various dates and places so that even the wary should be deceived had occupied the greater part of a year this now fully confident story-teller unmindful of the well-tried excellence of the inspired saying money is a hundred-footed upon perceiving a tale lying apparently unobserved upon the floor do not lose the time necessary in stooping but quickly place your foot upon it for one fails nothing in dignity thereby but should it be a gold piece distrust all things and valuing dignity as an empty name, cast your entire body upon it, went forth to complete his great task of finally erasing from the mind and records of the empire the hitherto venerated name of Lo Quan Chang. Entering the place of commerce of the one who seemed the most favorable for the purpose, he placed the facts as they would in future be represented before him, explained the undoubtedly remunerative fame that would ensue to all concerned in the enterprise of sending forth the printed books in their new form and opening at a venture the written leaves which he had brought with him read out the following words as an indication of the similarity of the entire work wei king friends chinamen laborers who are engaged in agricultural pursuits entrust to this person your acute and well-educated ears he has merely come to assist in depositing the body of koang in the family temple not for the purpose of making remarks about him of a graceful and highly complimentary nature the unremunerative actions of which persons may have been guilty possess an exceedingly undesirable amount of endurance the successful and well-considered almost invariably are involved in a directly contrary course this person desires nothing more than a like fate to await koang 
when this one had read so far he paused in order to give the other an opportunity of breaking in and offering half his possessions to be allowed to share in the undertaking as he remained unaccountably silent however an inelegant pause occurred which this person at length broke by desiring an expressed opinion on the matter oh exceedingly painstaking but nevertheless highly inopportune kailung he replied at length while in his countenance this person read an expression of no encouragement towards his venture all your entrancing efforts do undoubtedly appear to attract the undesirable attention of some spiteful and tyrannical demon this closely written and elaborately devised work is in reality not worth the labor of a single stroke nor is there in all peking a sender forth of printed leaves who would encourage any project connected with its issue but the importance of such a fact as that which would clearly show the hitherto venerated Lo Kuan Chang to be a person who passed off as his own work of an earlier one, cried this person in despair, well knowing that the deliberately expressed opinion of the one before him was a matter that would rule all others. Consider the interests of the discovery the interest would not demand more than a few lines in the ordinary printed leaves replied the other calmly indeed in a matter of speaking it is entirely a detail of no consequence whether or not the sublime lo kwan ever existed in reality his very commonplace name may have been simply lung his inspired work may have been written a score of dynasties before him by some other person or they may have been composed by the enlightened emperor of the period who desired to conceal the fact yet these matters would not for a moment engage the interest of any ordinary passer-by lo kwan chang is not a person in the ordinary expression he is the embodiment of a distinguished and utterly unassailable national institution. The heaven-sent works with which he is, by general consent, connected form the necessary unchangeable standard of literary excellence, and remains forever above rivalry and above mistrust. For this reason the matter is plainly one which does not interest this person." in the course of a not uneventful existence this self-deprecatory person had suffered many reverses and disappointments during his youth the high-minded empress on one occasion stopped and openly complimented him on the dignified outline presented by his body in profile and when he was relying upon this incident to secure him a very remunerative public office a jealous and powerful mandarin substituted a somewhat similar though really very much inferior person for him at the interview which the empress had commanded frequently in matters of commerce which have appeared to promise very satisfactorily at the beginning this person had been induced to entrust sums of money to others when he had hoped from the indications and the manner of speaking that the exact contrary would be the case 
and in one instance he was released at a vast price from the torture dungeon in Canton, where he had been thrown by the subtle and unconscientious plots of one who could not relate stories in so accurate and unvarying a manner as himself. On the day before that on which all persons were freely set at liberty on account of exceptional public rejoicing, yet in spite of these and many other very unendurable incidents, this impetuous and ill-starred being never felt so great a desire to retire to a solitary place, and there disfigure himself permanently as a mark of his unfeigned internal displeasure as on the occasion when he endured extreme poverty and great personal inconvenience for an entire year in order that he might take away face from the memory of a person who was so placed that no one expressed any interest in the matter since then this very ill-clad and really necessitous person has devoted himself to the honourable but exceedingly arduous and in general unremunerative occupation of story-telling to this he would add nothing save that not infrequently a nobly born and highly cultured audience is so entranced with his commonplace efforts to hold the attention especially when a story not hitherto known has been related, that in order to afford it an opportunity of expressing its gratification, he has been requested to allow another offering to be made by all persons present at the conclusion of the entertainment. End of section 24, part 2